Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we've got an awesome guest on the line this week um, from the same part of the world as me. I, judging by the accent, I don't think she's Australian. She lives in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So lucky. I was going to say I've got a fellow Aussie here, but I think she would just leave the, the podcast if, if I said that. A uh, little bit about this person. She's an Instagram expert an algorithm whisperer. She's a course creator herself. She's got the popular course, Instagram Unpacked, which I recommend you check out. Uh, She's an Instagram business coach who specializes in helping entrepreneurs grow their business with Instagram. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Krishla Solaris. Krishla, how are you? Hi, what a wonderful introduction. Thank you. (laughs) Well, it's it's easy because you're obviously very good at at what you do. Uh, And you're from New Zealand originally, right? Correct. Yes. How long you been in Australia? A long time. So I originally moved over here in 2003, uh, okay. lived here for a few years, then went and did the working visa thing in London that everybody does. And mm. after that, I decided to come back to Melbourne. Um, yeah, I just wasn't ready to go home. And then I kind of got stuck here <laughs> and I've been it? here ever since. It was a guy, you met a guy or? Met a guy, got married. We now have two little boys. Um, So yeah, I'm kind of committed. I'm kind of locked into Melbourne now. Well, this is, this is the test. Do the boys support the All Blacks or the Wallabies? Um, The All Blacks actually. Um. (laughs) It's because they're better. I've never been to New Zealand. I've I've never lived in New Zealand, you know, and I support the All Blacks because they're just so good, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you might as well back a winning team. Um, (laughs) So they're allowed to do that for um, rugby, but for footy, they they have to be Hawthorne supporters. Um, (laughs) That's our our family's team. Um, So yes, because New Zealand don't have an AFL team. Exactly. Exactly. So So I think. That's that's a nice mix, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, all right, Krishna, I like to start these podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have okay. you got one for us? I do. I do actually have one. And that is to never take criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from. Mm. And I think especially in this time of being on social media a lot where you are really open to criticism and other people, you know, these keyboard warriors, (laughs) they're ready to nitpick at anything that you're doing. I think it's really important to remember that, that we shouldn't let what they say or do, or even that sense of comparisonitis get to us online. Um, And instead, you know, go with the people who you aspire to be like, who have gone there before you, or who you just really admire, I think, when you're looking for advice. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think I really love that saying. I think it's, um, yeah, a perfect thing to remind yourself of every so often. 100%. 100%. Good. Even 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 offline, even in real life. You well, know, exactly. You, you hear some people criticize you and I'm kind of like, I, I used to get offended, but I'm kind of like, 
this person doesn't have the life I want to live. Why, why yeah. would I take criticism from them? You know? So it's, and, and I guess the, the flip argument to that is it's not like those people never have good advice. They may, you know, like yeah. I might have a friend and they give me some, some, you know, advice. And if I don't want to be where that friend is, you know, I don't necessarily have to listen to that advice. Not saying it, not saying they might not have other good advice. I'm still going to be open. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, a good way to look at it like you did there. So, Awesome. All right. Now, Krishna, I've been following you for a while now on Instagram. Uh, let's give the listeners a little bit of background. Let us know what is it you do? How'd you get into it? How long you've been doing it? Give us the rundown. Okay. My official elevator pitch. Yeah. Um, so I am an Instagram coach. I specialize in content marketing and that is growing your following and your all of your social media accounts, but really organically using your content. Um, And I help predominantly service-based business owners. So that includes coaches, course creators, consultants, all the Cs, um, (laughs) photographers as well, Um, but to grow their service-based business using Instagram. And the focus really is on growing your business with Instagram, not so much on the Instagram growth or what's happening Mm. on the platform. Yes, we want that, but it's really about what's happening off of the platform, what's happening in your bank account. Um, And really, I think taking charge of your Instagram marketing so it's not this horrible, overwhelming thing that's hanging over you all the time, because I know that's definitely a pain point for my clients and for my students um, that they feel like it's this big burden and that I have to post something, you know, but they don't know what to post and they are spending a lot of time online, but not actually getting any results. So it's really about breaking things down, making it simple, making it less time consuming as well. So you can actually focus on the stuff that you want to do in your business rather than always hustling online. So I don't know, I like to call it the lazy girls (laughs) guide to Instagram uh, or the busy mum style, but it's really just taking that back and owning it and doing what you want to do and what works for you. Mm, love that so many good points there already so and i think you've, you've probably hooked a few people in when you said organically because if we can do it you know saving some dollars that's an advantage there um i love how you said bringing people in with content because it can be a lot of people that are like okay great you know because obviously you can grow with you know dms and that sort of thing which is okay as well but a lot of people don't like that you know it's kind of like yeah. well if i can just post content and people come to me you know that would be a, a win there as well And I like a couple of the things that you said there as well, where it's kind of like, it's not so much an Instagram growth strategy that will happen as, as it does. um, But it's more about a business growth strategy. And that's a one thing I've seen in the space, which I think is a good thing. A lot of the marketing from Instagram has gone from like, Hey, you know, do this course or hire me as a coach and you'll get thousands of followers to more like, you know, Hey, hire me as a as a coach to do this course. You're going to get extra followers, but hey, it's really going to be extra money in your bank account because if yeah, anyone's absolutely. kind of looking at it, it's like, okay, you can you like, if you ask someone the question, you can get a thousand followers and one extra sale, or you can get a hundred followers and 10 extra sales. You take the 10 sales, you know, yeah. like it's, it's more money. Like it really cares about the, the followers. You know, obviously you need some to make the sales, but it's more about that there. And I like how you mentioned, let's not make it a burden. You know, let's not make it too time consuming because that's another common theme I see 
people like, oh, I have to post on Instagram. You know, how am I going to get business if I'm not on there? So I'll post on there. And you know, they do it because they have to. And if you're posting on there and not getting any results, well, it's a big waste of time. You know, you may as well not have posted, uh, but then you're not going to get any clients. So that's where Krishla comes in, where it's like, all right, cool. Let's get into the, the system. So love those things there. Um, now we're going to be speaking mainly about reels today, Krishla. So let's start there. Let's, let's, we'll start um, broad and basic, and then we'll get more specific. Let's start, I guess, with maybe some of the reasons why. What are reels? What are they good for? What are they not good for? Let's start there. Okay. Um, and look, reels is obviously a hot topic at mm-hmm. the moment, uh, which is why I think it's a good one to address at the at this time. Um, but with any type of content, with any format, you know, it's it's not the format that really matters. It's mm-hmm. kind of what comes before that. But let's, I guess, break down reels. They are at the moment, at the time of recording this, uh, short form multi-clip videos. They're between three and 60 seconds long, although Instagram is testing um, 90 second reels. So that could be coming soon. They're testing that with a few creators. I suspect that 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 will happen very soon. Um, Just quickly, what are your thoughts on that? Do you you, you open it? I don't mind, but... Personally, I it would have to be some really engaging content to watch yeah. for ninety seconds. Yeah, right. <laughs> like the way the world has changed. Right. I know. I don't know. My attention span is terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd have to really hook people in something that has multiple steps mm. to encourage you to carry on watching. You know, would be necessary a tutorial, something with some really engaging storytelling. Um, we know, obviously, you know, this is clearly a copy of what TikTok's doing. Um, they've, they've gone up to three seconds. minute TikTok now. Oh, yeah. And okay. so look, and some of them I do watch the full three minutes. So it just okay. depends on the content mm. and how engaging it is to keep people there. But I think it's nice to have it as an option. Mm. Um, yeah. In case you want to share something a little bit more detailed rather than just that really high level. Um, yeah. So we've got these short form videos They are, as you would have noticed, um, predominantly paired with some kind of audio. So whether that be voiceovers, whether that be music, um, a combination of both. And they are also very heavy in terms of um, people using effects or creative tools within the Reels editor. So that's kind of what makes them a bit special and a bit engaging and why people are enjoying watching them. I think the big why behind reels and the why behind why people are obsessed with them at the moment is that you can currently get incredible reach. Now, Mm. Instagram has come out and said that they are no longer just a photo sharing app. Um, It is really about video. Um, They, although they have consolidated from five video placements to four by ditching IGTV, but it is is really about video. IGTV. Yeah, so that's that's no longer. It's been um, incorporated into Instagram video. So that's the mm. video that appears on your feed. So they've kind of just meshed the two together into it's boring, one. It's boring anyway, IGTV, right? Well, exactly. I never, they, did you ever they watch tried. that? They, yeah, yeah, that's it. Good. They tried good on them. You know, yeah, they tried. They were trying yeah. to compete with YouTube, right? But it's yeah. just, it just didn't work. And so that's yeah. cool. If something doesn't work, get rid of it, try something else. Um, reels are definitely here to stay. Um <laughs> And they are definitely worth putting some time and energy into. 
However, they're not the end all and be all. Of mm. course, um, you do need that diversity in your content. But at the moment, they are experiencing really great reach. And what we like about reach is that you can get your brand or business in front of a whole new audience, which can be great if you are reaching the right people with yeah. your content. Um, you know, that can be fantastic for follower growth. Um, mm-hmm. And certainly a lot of accounts have experienced that when they have gone gone viral. Um, what I also really love about Reels, not only for attracting perhaps a new audience, but it is a really fun and engaging way to interact with your current audience and to kind of show your brand in a bit more of a lighthearted way or to humanize, you know, your brand or business as well. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Okay, wow, so many good points there. Let me piggyback off some of those. Yeah, I think so. Reels obviously came off the back of TikTok, you know, TikTok kind of exploded and was just a the way I look at it as a user, it's just really fun because it's so quick. You know, yeah. I'm just I'm just there and it's quick, quick, quick. I can see so much content. In a, in a quick time. So TikTok people were genius when they came up with that. They're like, people don't want to sit here and watch a minute video or a five minute video anymore. So there's that. And then I think also with Instagram, I can't remember if it's still like this. It's kind of like reels is the main thing. Like if I open my Instagram app, is that the first thing I see real? No, it's not, is it? Not at the moment. So Instagram's actually introducing um, a new way to display your feed. So there's actually now going to be three feeds to choose from. So currently you've got your kind of main Instagram feed that you scroll through that has images from other feeds, but also they are bringing in TikToks as part of that. um, They come up on mine sometimes. If I go on my home one. Yep, they will no. come up because yeah. people will post, sorry, TikToks, Reels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just talking about TikTok. Yeah. So because people, when they share their Reel, they often share it to their feed as well. Yeah. That's why it appears oh. in your main feed. Gotcha. Um, but Instagram yeah. is now bringing in some options where you can customize what you see when you first log into the app. So you can have the traditional main feed that you're seeing yep. now. They're also going to be offering... Um, a favorites. So if there are mm. favorite accounts that you really want to see, and there's another one as well. I can't remember what it's going to be, um, but so you can actually choose what you're going to see first. Yeah. Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. Uh, which 
may or may not be good for business accounts. Um, well, even currently, though, like if I open up mine, okay, the, there's the home, okay, there's the people I follow, but I feel like the reels is still front and center. It's that big, because that middle button has always yeah. been the big one, I feel. Whatever's in the middle, and even now I look at it, you know, it looks bigger, you know, like it's it makes me want to press it. It looks like it's in a better font. Like I feel like <laughs> everything is just can um making me want to want to push that button there you know so yeah. i think there's there's that and yeah it's just like before that came out it was so hard to get like new growth you know like you could get on the explore page who checks out the explore page you know like i guess it's better than nothing but it's 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 you know it's not a huge thing yeah, you can use the hashtags but that's pretty specific as well like this is just a way to kind of instagram to say you know hey john are you as a user we're just going to throw a whole heap of new people at you that our algorithm, you know, thinks that you'll like. And their algorithm is smarter than anything I could figure out, you know. So I think there's that. And I think with any social media thing, whenever there's a new feature they bring out, they always push it. And I think it's good to get on it now because it probably won't always be like that. You know, things might change. And then just, just like any platform, as it gets more competitive, it's harder to get found organically because more of your people you follow will come up there. So I think it's a, um, a great thing there. One question. Now, reels are obviously usually fun. Oh, sorry. I want to expand one more thing as well. What Chris just said, I think that was really good as well, was the right people. Because I could go on there now and I could do a you know viral reel or whatever, me doing a silly dance or something. And well, that probably wouldn't work. I'd probably lose followers if I did that. But let's say, you know, I was a better dancer and a better looking guy. You know, I could maybe go on there and do a silly dance and get a whole heap of followers. But if, if they're not the right followers, eh, it doesn't really matter. So, you know, it's important to, to sync them up. One question about the fun side of things, Krishla. Yes. Let's say someone's watching this and they're not really a, um, a super fun type of person. You know, they're more a serious kind of person. What's your take? Is real still for them? Or if they're not like, if that's not the, the image they want to portray, should they maybe try another strategy? What, what can you tell us there? Sure. So I think, yeah, we do tend to default to thinking about reels and TikTok, that kind of snackable content yeah. as fun, engaging type of content. It doesn't have to be fun. You don't mm -hmm. have to dance. You don't have to make jokes or do voiceovers or what have you. And actually, one thing I've really noticed um, when I compare TikTok to reels, at the moment, reels is um, a little bit of a copy of what's happening yeah. on TikTok. And people are really relying on trends, trending sounds. They're kind of doing what everyone else is doing. So mm. personally, when someone is simply talking to camera and sharing tips or knowledge or, or a story, that actually captures my attention more than it's people doing the same voiceovers, the pointing at words, dancing, what have yeah, you. Um, so it can actually be to your advantage to do something slightly different on there. I think over time, users will kind of cotton onto this and start, yeah. I guess, diversifying their content a little bit more. I think at the moment, everyone's just learning how to use Reels. They're doing what other people are doing to kind of get a feel for it. And certainly, you know, using trending songs um, and all of that can be really great for your reach. I think some important things to remember and what we always have to step back and consider if we're using Instagram for business, to grow our business, 
that is really different to the way that you use Instagram if you are, say, a full-time content creator or an influencer. So your goal is to connect with people, but then to get them off of the platform. That's where they're going to buy from you. That's where they're really going to get to know you a bit more, maybe on your email list or on your website. If you're a full-time content creator, if you're an influencer, yes, the goal there is to grow this great big following to gain influence, obviously, as an influencer, to get your content out as far and wide as you can, because Mm. those numbers, the reach, the the views on your videos, that's how you get paid, either by Instagram itself or by brands that are hiring you to create their content. So that, I guess, goal of going viral is really important for those creators. But as a small business owner, you don't need to focus on that as much. It's more about making that connection with the right people and then actually inviting them to take that next step with you. That's awesome. That's such a good point for everyone listening. Such a good point where I think we can get caught up in social media as business people and think that we are influencers. And I mean, you can argue the point, okay, you've got influence over your audience as an element there. Of course, yeah. But it's it's to, to like a traditional influencer, it's worlds apart. And I'll give an example. I did a consult the other week uh, with a woman that was on Big Brother over in the US multiple times. She's got like the record for being on Big Brother the, the most amount of times. And she's an influencer and she's thinking of putting a course together. And it was like a, a different world. She was like, she's got hundreds of thousands of of followers and she gets paid per post. She told me her last post was $20,000 right? for like a, you know, wearing a watch or I don't know what it was, you know? And I'm like, man, that's crazy. And she wanted to put together a course, um, but that would be the first thing that she actually sold to her audience directly. And she was a bit hesitant. She was like, you know, like got to sell to them directly, you know, it's going to be hard. You know, and she was a bit hesitant to, um, I recommended, hey, you know, with what you want to do, like a thousand dollars would be a, a fair price for for your course. She was kind of like, oh, but my audience, you know, I've never sold them anything. I was thinking more like three hundred bucks, and I'm like, man, that's a different world if you're in the the course space because you and there's there's benefits and negatives, right? It's like as a course creator, you're never getting twenty thousand dollars for an Instagram post, right? No way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you may make twenty thousand dollars worth of sales. If you can connect with the right people and sell twenty, you know, thousand um, dollar things there, so it's a, a different game. You know, the influencers like, right? How can I get as much followers and get those followers to love me, and I'll make them laugh and all that sort of stuff? There, great. That's how they'll make twenty thousand dollars. Completely different game with the the business owner there. So I think it's a really good distinction. Yeah. Um, okay. Now let's speak about starting off. Let's say someone's never done a reel before. And that's pretty much me. I think I mucked around about a year ago and did one or two, but I've still got pretty much no idea. Let's say someone is, they're like, all right, you know, Christian, I've seen them on my feed. Everyone's talking about them. I know it's the way to go. You know, let me go and do my my first one. Can you give us some simple tips for someone doing their first ever reel? Sure. Um, So I think the thing with reels is don't overthink it and don't Mm. be afraid to make a mistake. Um, you know what it's like, remember when Instagram stories first came out and people were very hesitant to try Instagram stories. Now I'm sure you wouldn't give it a second thought 
to jump on your stories and talk to camera or share your day or film a little boomerang or whatever it is. So it really is a matter of practice. The other thing I would definitely say is you don't have to go in for a whole lot of complicated editing here. You don't need to do these transitions where you're ripping your clothes off and (laughs) things like that, okay? That's kind of more advanced, yeah? So start out really simple. Start out by going back to who it is that you're actually trying to connect with, okay? Who are you trying to get your brand or business in front of? And remember, you've got this really great opportunity to reach new people because of the reach um, inherent within Reels. Mm. But in saying that, you want to make sure that you are seen and you have engagement from the right people. So if you create a reel uh, say if I was to put out a reel you know a cooking one as you were saying before about the dancing one and it went viral all these people would come back to my account and what would they find Instagram tips and they would they wouldn't convert from profile visitors to followers so I think we really want to take that step back consider okay who do we want to attract with our content and then with reels if you think about Uh, the stages of the customer journey, yeah? Because you're getting in front of people who don't already know, like, or trust you, you're really talking top of funnel, yeah? Mm -hmm. Cold audience who may have never heard of you before, may have never seen you. So you can't go out there just selling, right? (laughs) Because that's not going to go down well. People are like, who's this person? You know, I'm not going to be buying from them. Mm -hmm. Instead, you really want to focus on that top of funnel content, the stuff to connect with a cold audience to provide them with value and through that valuable content, invite them back to your account to consume more of your content where they can get to know, like, and trust you. Hopefully they'll follow. And then that's the point where you can be nurturing them, warming up and getting them ready for that sale down the track. But when you're first encountering someone, they're not going to be ready to buy from you because they have no idea who you are. Mm -hmm. So I think what works really great for Instagram Reels is that high value, useful content, providing a quick win. Mm -hmm. Course creators, whatever your course is about, I'm sure you have a million little tips and snippets and tools and things that you can be sharing that are actually going to be helpful for your ideal clients or ideal students who are out there on Instagram. What can you share that's actually going to help somebody with something really small today? So just a nice quick win as you do, if you think about your opt-in or your lead magnets or your blog content, it's kind of similar to that. It's that kind of content saying, I see you, I know know what you need, here's some value, and that should entice people back to your account to consume more of your content. Love it, because that's what gets me. If I'm scrolling through my my reels, and something, I guess, what gets me is like a point of difference. Yes. If I'm scrolling through and I see something, I'm like, that's different. I've never thought about it like that, or I've never heard it like that. I'm curious, who is this person? Yeah. And then I click on their profile. And then I have a bit of a stalk through there and I'm like, okay, I like this person follow. Yep. That's the, is that how you see the journey as well? 
I see it like that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So again, you don't need to be doing these fancy transitions. If you show up and just provide a bit of value, it can be yeah. you talking to camera as you would on an Instagram story. Yeah. Then maybe you add a bit of text. Mm. Maybe you add a bit of music. You know, you can start having a bit more fun with it. I think one really great thing to get into the habit of with all of your content is to create multiple versions of the same thing. So say mm. I'm sharing, um, you know, Five things to include in your Instagram reel, for example. I could do a reel with me talking to camera, talking about those five things, or mm. I could split that into five reels and share that one at a time with a bit yeah. more detail, especially if we're going to be allowed 90-second reels. And you could do it different. Oh, sorry. No, keep on. Keep on. Yeah. Or you could do the kind of one that you see maybe with a trending song, yeah. trying that pointing out to the with and... the five points yeah. yeah, coming up around you or you pointing to them. I know some people are very anti-pointing or you banging the screen or whatever it is, but you've kind of got these different ways of presenting it. Put it out there and see what people like. You've, mm. It's a bit of trial and error, really. Yeah. Um, but each one of those examples is still you showing up and providing value. Maybe the one where you're simply listing the five points, you would then have a call to action to read the caption. And that's where you would go into a bit more detail yeah. about that. So it's not too surface level. I think you do want to, yeah. to showcase your expertise and to provide past, value. You know, yeah. these, five, these five things, like let's say that one, you know, Oh, actually, that one would be okay with me because I'm not a reels guy. But if it was <laughs> if it was something that I knew a bit about, you know, five tips to grow your Facebook group, bah, I've seen a million of these, you know. Yeah. Five exactly. tips to sell your online course, bah, I've seen a million of these, you know. It's got to be something, it's either got to be more detail in the comments or it's got to be something different there. But but even looking at that, it's kind of like what what I take from that as well is it it might also depend on your style. Like if you are just a, a talking to person style. You've meant, you mentioned earlier, Chris, you like that sort of style as well, where it's like if someone's talking there because it's different. Yeah. Because if I mean, I'm thinking back to me, myself as a user as well, if I'm going through reels, it's almost like a, um, how can I explain it? It's almost like even if, let's say there's someone who's got, and let's just use you as an example, Chris, I know this isn't you, but let's just say you you never did any trending stuff, you know, it was just, was just always just talk to camera straight up there. That would still capture my attention because if I'm scrolling through the thing, I'm going to get, okay, trend, 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 talking to camera, trend, 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 talk. I'm still getting variety in my experience because mm -hmm. I'm not just going to your account and being like, oh, let me see every single real Chrysler's done. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at everyone. So I think it's, it's yeah, even if you never did, and I don't know, you, you're the expert, you'll know better than me where it's better to vary it up. There's probably an advantage, like if someone didn't want to do any of that stuff and just talk to, to camera, it's, it can probably still work, right? Yeah, absolutely. Look, and it's, I think what we need to do is stop fo focusing so much on the format and remember mm. the things that come before that. So your core content pillars, yeah, the themes, what are the things that you always talk about that are helpful for your ideal client, but also helpful for your business growth, yeah? So that needs to underpin all of that. That comes first. Then you've got different types of content that do different things. They serve different purposes. So again, you want to have that variety there. Format um, and your actual idea for your post, that's the last thing you need to think about. Yeah? yeah. So it's, I think a lot of people start with there and go, okay, I have to make a reel. Well, is that the best way to present your content? Mm. And if it's not, 
do something else, yeah? Or if you're like, okay, I want to give it a try and it doesn't work, so what? Not every piece of content is going to fly. It depends on so many factors that are beyond your control as well. Um, I think if you are just starting out, there are a few kind of best practice things that I could share with you. Um, And look, depends on your editing skills and what you want to try in terms of transitions or cutting clips and stuff. Um, You know, you would have heard before about using a hook to get people's attention. So when they're scrolling, what's something that's going to draw them in? Now, a hook doesn't have to be, again, this big fancy editing thing. Mm -hmm. It can be you saying something to draw them in. And what I find works quite well is using you, the word you um, or your in your hook. So, you know, you could say something like, um, are your Instagram followers growing or Mm -hmm. are your reels a flop or something like that, you know, yeah. people be like, oh, yes, mine are. It's more personal, you, right? Exactly. So something like that can be a great hook. You can obviously use a visual hook to draw people in. So something really exciting, stunning, you doing a cartwheel, like whatever it is that you feel comfortable mm-hmm. doing. But, you know, I think some something to grab people's attention as they're scrolling, yeah? Next, I would definitely recommend, regardless of what, you actually decide to present, uh, use text on your reels. Okay. This is really great for a couple of reasons. It's been shown that having text on videos helps with engagement and watch time. So the longer the watch time, the more, um, obviously the more people understand your message and what it is that you're trying to get across, but it's also great in terms of your video's performance. It's also necessary in terms of accessibility. Yeah. Yeah. We need to be mindful of these things, make our content accessible to everyone, or even people who just are in a noisy place, have their phone on silent, whatever it is. That, that's um, me, by the way. That's why I, I don't use TikTok. You can't put TikTok on silent, I don't think. Do you know? No, you have to just take down the volume on your phone. Yeah, it took me yeah. it took me ages to figure that out. That's why uh-huh. I didn't use TikTok because I'm like, man, it's so loud and, and all this. Whereas Instagram, because I, I just watch things on silent. So if, you don't, if you're doing a reel and you don't have you know text, I don't know what's going on. Mm, yes, and this is where all the ones with you – um, doing the voiceovers and stuff. Yeah, they're funny. Mm. But if people are, have got their thing on silent, your message isn't getting it across. Yeah? yeah. So it's, I think, again, with as with all of your content, variety, right? You yeah. can try out some of those fun trends and have a bit of a laugh. I've definitely got some more humorous mm. reels in my collection because I just enjoy making content. It's fun. And if they go well, great. If they don't, who cares? I'm still going to keep creating them and experimenting with the editor and, you know, just seeing what works and what doesn't. But if you are really focusing on, I guess, um, if the majority of your content is related to your niche, because again, that's going to help bring the right people back to your account. And you, I would definitely say be using um, text on your reels for that accessibility. Um, the other couple of things that work really well for reels, short clips, transitions. This is great for visual interest. And again, you don't need to be doing these big fancy ones. It can simply be you sharing, um, you know, your, you could say your hook, you're standing in one position, then you move around, say the next point, move, say the next point, and just kind of chop mm-hmm. that up. Fast reels are good reels. We don't yeah. want this big, long-winded, 
Hi, how's everyone today? Happy Monday. I thought I would just pop on. No, people are gone by then. So jump in, make it quick, make it snappy, get your point across. Um, And that's why I think these entertaining reels or the ones with a bit of an element of surprise do work well because it's about those quick transitions. It's not necessarily the dancing um, that works for people. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Awesome. Love it. Now, we could speak about this all day, Krishla. You warned me about this earlier. Um, I want to be sensitive of your time. So there's just a few questions I like to finish up with. Um, Now, this has been the Course Creator Community Podcast. I ask, and I know you're a course creator yourself. I I ask uh, every guest I have on here what their course platform is of choice and what they think of it. So what platform do you use, Krishla, and what do you think? I use Kajabi. Um, I did Digital Course Academy with Amy Porterfield back, um, where was it, 2019, a little while ago. She had an offer for 30% off, so I took it up. I didn't really investigate many other options, but I have heard great things about 10X Pro as well. Um, But I love it. It looks beautiful. It's a really clean interface. Um, yeah, if you, as you know from my Instagram, I really like clean white, uh, <laughs> very minimalist kind of looking um, content. And so I think Kajabi really suits that. I just find it super easy to use, but I do know it is more of the, I guess, more on the higher priced end of platforms. Um, but now that I'm in there, I'm committed. I can't be bothered moving. Yeah, that's how they get you, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, here's my take from the course creator side. Kajabi is the best. There's yeah. no no doubt about it. It's the best one out there. The one limitation that you mentioned is, is the price of it. So that's where it's not always the best option for course creators because can I ask what you're paying at Kajabi? Do you know? I'm paying, it's $139 a month US. US. Yeah, US. I mean, I'm on the second. You're in the middle one. Yeah. The yeah, middle yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. which is normally sort of 200 yeah. something yeah um, without that, with Amy. that discount yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. i'm very grateful for that discount yeah well that's the thing right so it's like i think kajabi's entry one is 100 us bucks yeah but you can't do anything with or you can get like one course or one funnel yeah like, i think you you get three products right yeah yeah yeah, yeah you, know? you have a, you have a freebie your course and then you, you're gone you know so that middle one is what most people use for which is about 200 bucks yeah, and it's just there's there's other options out there for like fifty, a hundred bucks. So it's you know if you're tight on cash, best off just spending fifty bucks again, similar. But if you got the cash, it's not a huge jump. You know, you pay an extra hundred, hundred and fifty. Um, but even on that middle one, I think there are some limit because you got one course at the moment. Yes. Oh, mm. yeah. One active course. I have another one that I'm refreshing at the moment. So I have Instagram Unpacked, which is like the comprehensive full 
Instagram marketing course. And I also have a smaller course ready to reel that used to be, um, that was just Instagram reels. That was a free course um, that I offered um, last year. Um, We've had about a thousand people go through that, which is amazing. So I decided to actually, I took it off because it needs refreshing because the reels editors changed a lot since I first created the course. So I'm going to be adding a bit more to that, a bit more strategy and information behind that. And then releasing that um, later in this year, probably first half of this year, um, yeah, as a paid course this time, um, possibly a tiny offer. I'm not quite sure yet. (laughs) Depends how big and involved this um, program ends up being. Well, with my business, I got 40 online courses, right? So that would be be 400 a month with Kajabi. And I'm just like, oh, it's just, (laughs) you know, it creeps right up there. Still, I... Like, because I've been doing the online course thing for a while, right? So I started with Teachable, but then I use ClickFunnels on my funnels and I use Active. So I got about three different things there. Probably would have been cheaper if I just went with Kajabi at the time. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I, you know, I saw it and I was like, oh, 400 is just a bit too. But anyway, I think Kajabi definitely the best. The one limitation is, you know, it is more expensive than the others. Uh, next question, Krishla, is around mentors. So you're obviously a mentor for plenty of people out there, plenty of women out there that want to grow their business, want to get better on Instagram. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. If you can keep it Instagram specific, that would be cool. But if not, any online business sort of person is is cool as well. Um, If you could answer it in three different ways, a paid mentor, so someone that you've paid money to and you've done their course or their program or whatever it is. Uh, Someone that you haven't paid money to, but you follow them on Instagram or another platform and a book that you recommend every either online course creator or person that wants to get better at Instagram should read or better at marketing, let's say. Ooh, this is, ah, this is hard. The first two, there's overlaps. Um, I've actually paid both of them. That's all right. (laughs) You can do that. But I like uh, both of them. I think in my early days of growing my business and marketing, I was very much all over Amy Porterfield, Mm. her podcast. I love how practical her tips are. Um, And look, she's got this um, great big team behind her. But back a few years ago, it was really just her doing it. So it's been really interesting to watch the progression of her business. Um, and of course, her practical marketing tips have been wonderful. Um, at the start, I didn't have a course. And then I sort of moved into that space. Um, and that's her content moved that way as well. She used to do like Facebook ads and sort of oh, stuff like she? that. Yeah, that was her her big thing that she taught and then she's kind of moved along and now she's really about the course creation and list building and all of that. So I think um, while I've done Digital Course Academy at now, I guess she's my person that I still check in with and see kind of what she's doing. But I feel like I've kind of um, almost outgrown Mm. her, you know, Um, but if you are starting out, I would 100% recommend because the way she explains things, she's got a really lovely soothing voice, which I also enjoy. Um, She breaks it down. She makes it so easy. I mean, it is called online marketing made easy for a reason. Um, But I do really think um, she has so much to offer any small business owner um, on a range of topics, which I think is really great as well. She's got a backlog of hundreds of podcasts that you can go back and listen to as well. Um, Stevie from Stevie Says Social, so Stevie Dillon, um, 
she is someone um, that I met through the Digital Picnic group um, years and years ago. Um, I did one of her courses many years ago as well. I Again, she has a podcast and I just like the way that she breaks down content. She's done a similar thing to Amy where she's moved away from teaching Instagram and social media strategy and she's now very focused on course creation um, and teaching people how to launch and scale their course as well and that is a mentoring program that I'm in at the moment so working with her on that um, because she has literally gone before me and done an incredible Instagram course I feel that's a great person to learn from Um, yeah so I think those two off the top of my head um, are really great um, I guess mentors I'll jump in there for a sec I think that's a very good point as well where Yo, I'm not. I've seen, she pops up on my feed every now and mm. then. Both YouTube. Is she a YouTuber as well? No, I don't think she does okay. have YouTube. I, th- I think I must have subscribed to a YouTube channel somewhere along along the line because I, I I think I see. I don't know. I see her around the place, but I've never really listened to any. Is she? Where's she from? She is based in. I think she's in the Gold Coast or yeah, Brisbane, Australia. yeah, somewhere in Queensland. Um, yeah. Yeah, say that I'm like I knew it was something of something about her. I'm like I don't think she's like there's something I knew about her, Um, but I think that's a good point where it's like she's done exactly what you've done before. So follow that because, and not saying you you always have to do it, but it can help you if that's the case. You know, if you're listening to this and you're I don't know a real estate agent, maybe she's not the best person to follow for tips. Maybe she is, you know, but if she hasn't been a real estate agent, maybe her tips are more applied to someone that's, you know, done an Instagram course like she did. So I love that. Um, Book. Do you have a book for us? I sure do. And again, so you you probably noticed the theme now. I love super practical. I'm not so much a mindset woo kind of person. I like really here's how to do things nuts and bolts. So the book that I recommend, and I'm sure you would have had plenty of people recommend this, is Atomic Habits. Oh, yeah. I just love the way that it's all broken down. Again, step by step, here's what to do to create habits, to maintain them. And it's the fact that you can have one little habit and build on that to gain that momentum and that success that really appeals to me. It's a book I've read a couple of times now. I was actually just thinking about it the other day, thinking, oh, I should reread it now. I feel like it's something you could reread at the start of each year to kind of get you in the right frame of mind and to get you into the right habits, (laughs) obviously, for your work year ahead um but yeah i just love that super practical uh, and yeah just easy to digest and Mm. to actually implement yeah well that's i'd probably say that's the most recommended book yeah it's so good and Amy Porterfield's probably the, the most recommended mentor as well. So, ah, you know, now I feel bad. I should have like brought in something no, 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 interesting. It's, it's, it's good to <laughs> get the readers. consistency, you know, because someone can be listening to this and be like, all right, cool. You know, if I want to be successful, what are all these, if everyone's reading this book and everyone's listening to this woman, you know, well, maybe I should do the same thing and I'll get similar results, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I also really love Suze Chadwick. She has the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Um, So more general branding, marketing, like building a bold brand. Um, I would definitely recommend listening to her podcast as well for something that's maybe not so Instagram focused, but more your overall marketing and getting really clear on 
what it is that you want to do with your business. Okay. We got uh, a bonus one there. So thank you for that. Uh, Okay. Krisha, there's going to be a whole heap of people listening to this being like, okay, this woman is cool. She's inspiring. She's got good tips. Uh, Where do we go to follow you? It's probably a dumb question because of what the the podcast episode is on, but I'll ask it anyway. Where do we uh, go to follow you? Well, Instagram, obviously, but I am, I'm on all social media platforms. As you know, Jono, I'm on LinkedIn, but I never hang out there. From your messages just lolling around in my inbox there. Instagram or TikTok is really where I spend my time. Instagram, I spend my time in terms of obviously what I'm doing for my business. TikTok's more for leisure. Um, I do post a few things there when I can be bothered. Um, but yeah, Instagram's definitely the place to find me. Um, but all platforms you'll find me at Shall We Social. So I've managed to get all the handles <laughs> and they're all matching, which is wonderful. That's what you want so people can find you. Mm, that's that's a good point there as well, right? It's kind of like um, you don't want to have your YouTube this name and your Instagram this and your TikTok yeah. this. It's impossible for people to find you. You know, I know. It's just the one you want to secure that real estate. Or if you do, I know it's sometimes it's hard, like someone else may have taken that username. At mm. least be consistent with your profile picture across yeah. platforms if you don't have the same name. So people yep. could be like, oh, okay, I've got the right person. Even if yep. it's a variation, I think is helpful as well. Good points. Um, all right. Well, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today, Krishna. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you want to finish us off with? Hmm. Um, look, I think the the key takeaway is, and especially, you know, with course creators in mind is Instagram Reels, it's a fantastic tool for connecting with a new audience, for growing your following on Instagram. If you're sharing that kind of top of funnel content that's suited to a cold audience, Um, but it's not a great conversion tool for that Mm. reason because of who you're possibly connecting with. Yes, your existing followers will probably see your reels as well. So it doesn't mean that you can't do anything, you know, that's talking about your course um, in fact, I did a reel last night <laughs> showing some elements of my course. So you can definitely include that, but the majority of your content, I think you should be focusing on that new audience and bringing them in. Then you can use your other content placements, such as your story stories, such as Instagram videos, such as your feed posts, to nurture that relationship and to actually move people along the customer journey and get them ready to buy from you. So I think it's really important, as with anything on Instagram, to have that variety. Variety in terms of the content pillars or the things that you talk about. Variety in terms of the type of content that you're sharing. So variety as in some content's going to really drive your account performance on Instagram, and some of your content should be driving your business objectives off of Instagram. I think you really need that balance. And then, of course, variety in terms of your formats. So having a mix of reels and stories and feed posts and all of those things, because obviously they you know, do different things but also people have different preferences for consuming content. And that's really, you know, what it's about. Uh, People have this um, belief that Instagram prefers reels, but it's not actually true. It's the user that is showing that they are enjoying reels. 
but that could change, right? If something else comes out. So I think you have to be willing and able to try new things, to give them a go, but ultimately decide what works best for you and your business. Awesome advice. Thank you, Krishla. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Course Creator Community Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you in the next episode.